Hello, everybody, and welcome to another environmentally conscious, John, episode of Bloody Good Horror. Uh, I, too, John, once went to college and took an intro to um, <laughs> Earth Science. Wow. We're here tonight to talk about Gaia. It's on the nose is what I'm trying to say, this movie, John. Mm. So we're going to get to that in a little bit. My name's Eric. I'm the host of BGH. Joining me tonight, first up, from Richmond, Virginia, please welcome Caitlin. Hello. From Indiana, where the wild mushrooms grow. Please welcome Casey. Hello. I don't know if that's true, actually, but it sounds like it could be true. <laughs> no, well, we do have good mushroom hunting. <laughs> None of the fun kind, no. Last up tonight, from Manhattan, New York City, please welcome John Schnarch to the show. The only mushrooms up here... You, you don't want to be eating them. Let's put it that way. <laughs> City mushrooms? No. If you, if you find a mushroom <laughs> in the wild, it's a... Uh... Mushroom growing in like a like a New York City basement? Probably want to stay away from yeah, that one. Not a mycologist, a I believe they're called. You know, that's why we've been but... talking a lot on Slack about uh, like TikTok, the TikTok algorithm and how it just kind of like figures your shit out and starts serving it to you. It is convinced and uh, it is convinced that I'm like a mushroom person, like that I'm interested in the foraging and prepping and cooking of mushrooms. You are now. Are you are you saying you're not interested in I mean I watch the videos. Like I'm I'm I'm, hey. I'm not I mean that's I'm how the mushroom, mushroom, gets mushroom you, hunting right? can be very relaxing. I'm not it's not a, interested in afternoon. Like my friend Nick, big mushroom guy. Yeah. This I'm, is great content. I'm not not interested. <laughs> I saw some mushrooms today, John, that are like uh you, you uh, season them up, throw them in the air fryer, and they're like a uh, meaty kind of consistency, John. Yeah, supposedly. I mean, it, a lot of mushrooms are like that, actually. Yeah. It's just Isn't that, it's like a zero. meat, not meat substitute, but if you're a kind of, yeah. vegetarian. Portobello kinda, burger. Have, have, there you go. That's nothing, time. but it's like, it's not, it's not a meal. Like, no, well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, I understand that it has the, I understand that it's like the shape of a burger, but like, that's not, it's not the same. Like, you're not well, even well, going, the texture is like, going to be a little chewy, which sometimes I guess I, I have a friend that hunts mushrooms. She's a dietitian and she and her kids will go hunting and bring back like huge hauls and then fry them up like batter and fry them like chicken and it looks like chicken. Yeah. The problem yeah, though it's, is it's there's not no healthy like the, that. They're just, I don't think the like point is to be version. healthy. It's okay. just, to, well, just they, to, yeah. like have the experience of hunting mushrooms with your kids. There and are, she's an all foods fit dietitian. So there are properties of mushrooms that are healthy, John. The problem as a meat substitute is there's no protein. So you need to like get that somewhere else. Do mushrooms not have protein? No, this is oh, they don't. interesting. Um, what do they have? Carbs. Really? Yes. And Welcome the- to shroomy good horror. <laughs> and they're a bunch of fun guys. <laughs> Not uh, Atkins. Casey got me thinking about it because of this mushroom picture behind him. And it's this movie. It's about <laughs> it's about spores and mushrooms and like oh, this other bullshit. Um, anyway, John, TikTok. Uh, yeah. John, mm-hmm. please bring us the word of the day. Eric is your favorite. The word of the day today is Gaia. I like Love to do it. that so you don't forget the name of the movie, actually. But uh, Gaia, it does, it does help. G-A-I-A. So this is a Merriam-Webster definition. I've been I've lately defaulted to the Google definition, but it doesn't actually show up if you do define Gaia. So Merriam-Webster, the hypothesis that the living and non-living components of Earth function as a single system mm. in such a way that living component 
that the living component regulates and maintains conditions such as the temperature of the ocean or composition of the atmosphere so as to be suitable for life. Mother it's, Gaia, it's the Gaia, yeah, it's the concept of the, the Earth as a system regarded as a, as a single organism. Right, a self-regulating single organism. Yes. Uh, the etymology of Gaia, uh, so Gaia is the a primordial Earth goddess in Greek myth. I think it's like, wasn't it Gaia and Kronos, like, birthed the gods? That sounds like some shit you'd know. Learn. That's one of the stars question. Yeah, you went to Duke, I mean, you tell I, me. I have read some Greek myths. There's like a, I'm, I have a book of Greek myths. I went to college in Albany, New <laughs> York, John. Why don't you tell me what, what that's about? Well, I always forget of it. I think Gaia is the mother and Kronos is the father. And then, but like she kind of goes away. Kronos then gets killed by the gods. I don't know. We can talk about this later. Chrono Tricker. Oh my God. Gaia. This knowledge gets uh, sidetracked by Captain Kronos, the vampire hunter. Right. It's true. Mm. Very true. Uh, John, did you look anything up on this movie? Uh, yeah, yes. What's it? Tell what's the what's the haps on Gaia? So Casey was correct over email or chat. I can't remember. Uh, it's South African, South African nice. film. So the, there's there's set two at least two languages being spoken in the movie. It seemed to me at times there was more than that, but um, the film is in both English and then Afrikaans. Um, it's funny because it, I don't know if. Like, I have not heard that much Afrikaans, but it kind of had like a German sound to it. Was that just me? Did anyone else? Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is it like um, Dutch? Is it like a Dutch influence? Is that what it is? I'm making that up. I don't know. I've not done the linguistic research Words. on Afrikaans. I mean, again, for next episode, I suppose. Again, you went to Duke. I did take linguistics at Duke. Actually, of course you did. So. <laughs> did you have to wear the white library gloves? In the linguistics <laughs> no, class? No, 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 no. I did not. Um, <clears throat> directed by <laughs> Jacko, J A C O, Jacko. Love it. Bauer, B O U W E R. So, Jacko Bauer. Um, this, I mean, look, like this is a, I think it's very fair to call this a small indie film. Um, South African. We saw it on Hulu. Um, I had seen the trailer for this whenever like a trailer came out or someone posted it on, on Slack perhaps. And I thought the trailer looked great. Um, it's definitely, it's shot on digital and it sort of has that like shot on digital quality. It kind of works <laughs> for the movie, I think, but um, it, it, I mean, it's small. It has, there's four actors. The main actress, uh, Monique Rockman plays Gabby. Um, and I think the other guy is Winston. So we meet Gabby and Winston. They are, they're like scientists or they work in a lab and you know, whatever they work with scientists, but they're out in the field in this jungle collecting, uh, data cards from cameras that they had set up around this jungle to sort of, it wasn't, did they, I don't know if it was immediately clear or like that they ever really explained like the cameras were just like observing jungle life yeah. like they were forest rangers okay so they're right. monitoring the forest is what they were doing gotcha um but so they're out there they're collecting and she's using this drone in the beginning and the drone crashes uh well it doesn't crash she like sees a person and then the thing kind of breaks so she's like all right i gotta go find this drone and so she goes off into the woods she gets caught on a trap that has been set by one of these two people that are living in the woods, Baron and Steph Stefan, Stefan. Um, 
and she gets, I mean, a pretty gruesome sort of like spike through the foot type trap. Um, and so she sort of, I like when he's like, you fell on a trap and it's like, yeah, you set a trap and somebody walked. <laughs> Thanks, that's, buddy. that's why you did it. But she becomes their captive, but also, I don't know. It's a, but we can come squishy. back to that. Yeah. Like, so they, they capture her. Um, Winston, meanwhile, is is looking for her. Like he he had gone off on his own to find these other cameras. He's looking for her. He kind of like disappears. I mean, he's having like a a hard time. It becomes nighttime, and like there's things going on in the forest. Um, pretty early on, we see that there are these like monsterish creatures. They're sort of like humanoid in shape. They don't have faces. They have mushrooms, basically for faces. I mean, is that would you all agree with that characterization? Here's exactly yeah. what it is. They Mushroom stole face. the they stole the creature design from this movie straight out of The Last of Us, the video game. See, I thought it looked like a creature from like the Silent Hill movie or a little uh, bit, but that whole thing with the way the way that um thing was like coming it's it's look google it, dude. It's identical. Like I, I'm honestly okay. yeah. they're trying to make a movie out of that too. I'm shocked. They didn't get I think like they're making a, a show on I'm shocked they didn't it? get like a cease and desist because it's like kind of crazy. Um well, so there's there's even the down to where monster. the like their their fungi gills like obscure their eyes so they can't see. Like that's a whole last of us thing. Uh yeah, so there's those guys. They're running around the woods. But the rest of the film basically focuses back on Gabby. She is now she's been she She's fallen in, let's say, with Baron and Stefan. This is a father-son duo. They have been living in the woods for 13 years, I believe, living in the f- jungle. It's it's never said exactly where this is. I mean, it's a South African film. It's it's probably in South Africa somewhere. It's like real jungle, though, like like deep, deep jungle, um, very lush, very green. Um, and these two are just living out there. And when we first see them, they've like, painted their bodies with mud they are i don't know is it fair to comment on their bodies but they uh they're the skinniest dudes i've seen in a film in a long time and like no special this isn't like special effects skinny i was like legit concerned about these actors and their like health um they were quite emaciated is emaciated yeah (laughs) yeah. um they, uh, but yeah, they're like running around. It's like not immediately clear what they're doing. They are collecting mushrooms, um, and they're just like carving out a life. Uh, and so the rest of the film is sort of Gabby piecing together what's going on. They do treat her wound with sort of magical jungle dirt that heals it like very quickly. Um, and so like they reveal to her and, and she's kind of, figuring out that like there's something bigger going on in this jungle that these two are sort of if not a part of associated with and it's not clear if that's like a good or bad thing it's true they love them some mushrooms i would say yes this caitlin what'd you think i have mixed feelings on this one really um it reminded me a lot of In the Earth, which we did earlier this year, and I didn't really like In the Earth that much, and I'm leaning negative towards this one overall. <clears throat> I did like the body horror here. Um, I liked the uh, I liked the mushroom creatures, and I liked the scenes where Winston. I mean, Winston 
I mean, poor guy was just like a mushroom factory when he died. Um, that's early on, by the way, not a not a huge spoiler there. But uh, and then we get, you know, she's got some fungus and spores and mushrooms growing out of her thigh at one point. That stuff is pretty cool. And like you see her like push it off and I'm like, oh, gross. There's there's some cool moments there. I also like I always like when there's like a an ancient divine feminine sort of energy or religion. And Berend has the line, I guess referring to Gaia, like she was here long before the apes started dreaming of the gods. And I was like, oh, that's sick. Like, yeah, Baron. But then later he gets in, got him. (laughs) But then later he gets into this like more like traditional biblical type of verse and I was just sort of like okay where where are we going where are we landing with this so I wasn't really sure sort of the mythology was starting to blend and not make a whole lot of sense for me I also was kind of weirded out by the relationship between Gabby and and uh Stefan the son we're gonna talk about it (laughs) yeah he's really young and they have like a romantic sexual thing also sometimes kind of mommy like it's like it's yeah I feel like I don't know it's weird. Like he's it was been out weird. there a long time. He has. Yeah. <laughs> but she uh, hasn't. How old, how old do we think he's supposed to be? Like, well, is they've been there for he was born years. there? No. I don't. I thought no, they went born. out there when the mother wanted to die there. Yeah. So he was young. Okay. Yeah. I th- I kind of assumed he was like at least 19. 18. Like, I was like, he's 18. Yeah. He's cool. I think he's <laughs> whatever. I mean, it's like more that he's child. It's more that it's more that he's childlike. Yeah, he's childlike. So that relationship, it was distracting to me because I was like, oh, this feels, I don't like this. And I was like, yeah. where are they going with this? And it, that sort of distaste kind of distracted me. But um, yeah, we can get more into it. Overall, I really like the mushroom horror. Hadn't seen a whole lot of that. And especially in like, I, get, I didn't play that game Eric was talking about, but now I guess that was ripped off too. But <sighs> what a loser. Oh, it's, I mean, it's legit one of, it's like, <laughs> It's probably the best-selling game of the lot. Like there were, there have been two of them. They're like you're making this worse. Caitlin, come on, Caitlin. I know I haven't played them either. I'm just aware of them. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Not my fave. Casey. Overall, I didn't uh, dislike this movie. I'm glad, Caitlin. Glad you asked the question on how old the son was because I swore I heard a line where the dad said his son was born there, but maybe it wasn't like consequential or anything. So I had those same questions. I'm like, oh, what the hell's going on here? Uh, this is a, a terrible movie to me. It is. I think it's got a pretty solid first half of the movie, but it gets pretty trippy and pretty sleepy in the second half. And it's also, we've seen, as, as Caitlin mentioned, in the earth and whatnot, we've talked about that this year. This isn't doing anything different. So there wasn't anything too compelling drawing me in to be excited in that second half either. I went back and rewatched the second half again today because I fell asleep in it the first time. But I mean, that was more uh, consequences of the time of night I was watching it. But it wasn't a terrible ending, but it was still very sleepy. And if you're not paying attention, it's easy for this to get away from you. The stuff like uh, Caitlin was mentioning, like the body horror and some of the like the effects and stuff that they painted out with the fungus and stuff that's going on in this movie. Absolutely gorgeous. I thought it looked really cool. But overall, it was more mediocre than anything super exciting. Casey, did you wake up from your slumber when Baron started humping the ground? Oh, no, I was thankfully. at work when that was <laughs> happening. So that was fun. Um, John. 
I if you ever want to see a guy, if you ever want to see a guy bang a tree, this is your movie. <laughs> like it legit. was more like a like a hole in the ground situation, I think. <laughs> yeah. But well, the roots um, go under the ground, John. You know. I I'm probably on the more positive side on this. I mean, look, like there's a little bit of I think judging this on a sliding scale. Are you that, ever on the more positive side when I'm in the negative side? That's really wild. Here we, here we are. <laughs> we, we found ourselves at that place. I mean, look, like it's flawed. Like it's not, I'm not going to be out here being like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. It's on a sliding scale. And when I say that, what I mean is like, this is a micro budget. I mean, like it's pretty low budget. You can tell, they, they you can tell when they like, get to the effects. Well, exactly. Like, they they try to pull a lot of stuff off practically, and then when they do go to some CGI, it's not great. Like it's yeah, I actually think that some of the practical effects aren't great either. But well, yeah, I mean, fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I don't know. I, I think kind of to Caitlin's point earlier, I'm a sucker just for like the concept. I think I was probably on the more positive side on In the Earth too. Um, this felt actually like tighter than in the earth. Like it was like a little bit more straightforward and like it, from what I remember, I mean, there's some scenes in, in the earth that are better executed and like the, the overall like direction and sort of budget on that film are just bigger and better. And so like, I don't know but, um, so I'm sort of like here for this kind of movie. It is weird. Like this is the exact same plot as in the earth, like, like all, you know, beat by beat in some cases, Um, the, the relationship between Gabby and then the two men ends up driving a lot of this. And like, again, I don't want to like oversell and be like, Oh, it's so amazing. Look, it was uncomfortable. I think that was intentional. Like that's there. Like that was done for effect. Um, it very much is, there's like a mommy and like, she's, she's, she's both like using her sexuality to curry favor with him in like a sort of hostage and, uh, whatever the people who take hostage taker, what do we call those people again? Captors. Captor. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, it's very much that type of like, Oh, I'm going to try to like win him over. To, so to like help get, you know, get out of here. But also like, I mean, to Eric's point, she, there's a mother mothering instinct where she's like, Whoa, this kid is, is kind of fucked. I mean, he is. Well, she decides like, to stay. I mean, they try to get her to go or the dad does at one point. I find that decision to stay really suspect. Even, Cause it, like, I don't feel like the movie had earned the idea that she would have been so indoctrinated or disoriented. And even with, I guess if they're just saying she cares about this kid, like, uh, sorry, dude, I'm in the jungle and I don't want to be here. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, no. I think the reason she decided to stay was to try to get Stefan out. Um, not because she was indoctrinated at that point. Right. I just, um, I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, don't and then it. like she does. Cause he's alive. He's not being tortured. He's just kind of, he's not being taught math. And she's like, Oh no. <laughs> Well, I don't I mean like like in uh, in America someone would come and take this child away from well, this parent. Well, that's like, fine, that's, but like I don't um, have to be the person to do that. I'll go call somebody. I, I, like all right, we don't need to get too political on it, but <laughs> definitely there were some questionable political. decision making on I'm the just, part of the father. Um It was a key decision that I didn't understand and then brought the whole rest of the movie and like made it suspect for me. Yeah. I mean, look, so yeah, so yeah, like I enjoyed it. I like it's, it's flawed in a lot of ways. I, it does some interesting stuff. I liked the concept of them having this like relationship to Gaia, but also, um, remaining sort of safe by, cause they, they were basically one of the things they were doing that's revealed, 
I don't know, not like super, this is like kind of midway, that they they're they have a mushroom that like keeps them safe from the mycorrhiza like infecting them and like drawing them into this overall network. And so that's what allowed them to like live this existence. Um yeah, I, blood I like sacrifice. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, but it's unclear that that was necessary. I also didn't understand why the like mushroom face people weren't were like attacking them but then like we're also very easy to kill like it was a lot of it is very just like sure this is what they do i don't know why yeah guess but i so like i like the dad i thought the dad and like i thought all the acting was like good and like it was just weird like there was some weird shit and like that sometimes you're just i'm there for weird in in some instances i I feel it i feel it yeah, I, uh, full disclosure, John, I'm a little tired this week, a little moody. I I actually no. should have told us this up front, Eric. <laughs> I, well, this is up front. We're talking about uh-huh. it. I actually think it's it, joking aside, that is true. And it's I think it can be important for like if you're doing this kind of like criticism, I guess, like to just acknowledge it. Some, like sometimes I'm just in a bad mood and maybe nothing's going to be good to me. Uh, I say that because I didn't, I really didn't enjoy this movie. I actually think it's the third time we've seen a very, almost the same movie. There was another one that's way better than both of the two that have been mentioned so far called They Remain that we did about two years ago, which is the same setup. Two scientists, they're going to do some, it's a near future. They're going to do some, read the guy from the good places in it. And they like go and it, what they end up finding is more like a, like ancient evil kind of a thing it's a little sci-fi a little supernatural but they leave so much they leave in that movie they get the right balance of like not being preachy about environmental stuff and also like not uh leaving the right things to the imagination and explaining the thing i don't know like it, it was just a much better balance the vibe of this movie to me as caitlin promised or had me promise that i would say on the show that i said in the email thread it's very much like college freshman who took his first like environmental class and was like, yeah, humans are the virus or they're like literally this father dude. And listen, I, I'm, uh, amenable John to environmental class. I'm like, I would consider myself. <laughs> you, you, you were about to Eric's say, like, I recycle. Right. I do. Yeah, I do. But what annoys me is when somebody like, like this dude clearly read an article about how, because this is true, that mushrooms form networks under the soil that can be like miles long. It's actually a really fascinating fact yeah. about mushrooms. It's like, yeah, bro, I read that article too. Like, are you going to bring me something like interesting with it or what? Like, it's very much like, it's like the horror version of Avatar or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just, whatever. It it has some visual moments. Um, I think that the acting is pretty intense it very much drags in the like transition into the third act. Like instead of 20 dream sequences where she sees like a tendril floating towards her, maybe three would have gotten the point across. Like it happens so many damn times in this movie and it keeps happening into that late second act where you're like, I feel like something should be happening here and it isn't Mm -hmm. so much about the plot is just left for you to guess at. Um, I still don't really get, what this dude is doing out here. Like his, he's saying shit. Like he says, I met God, but like, that's not, is that really what's that? Like, I don't, I don't get it, I guess is my overall thing. Um, and, 
forth on the weird relationship between the the woman and the kid because I feel like maybe this is just like a uh, I mean not that this isn't even a European movie but like <laughs> I don't get what this movie is trying to tell like is she, are they horny for each other or is she his mom or is it both and I, I can't think it's both yeah, it's a blend it's, both. It's, it's definitely I don't both. like that John I don't well, like it yeah, Eric it's a horror <laughs> movie You're, it's not here to like make you no feel but good the movie is not I don't. <laughs> It's weird. It's so swishy washy and doesn't really you ever keep your hetero relationships <laughs> normative or no, not. but it's not. No, no, no. But it's not it's about so that. Heteronormative in the worst way that like every <laughs> dude wants a hot mommy to be. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not even about that. It's about if you're no, going to get, but, uh, if you're going to get weird with it, tell me, give me some kind of signal of like where you're going with it and have it have a point. Like it doesn't resolve that whole arc. Like, it, like explain it like he's been out in the woods for 13 years all through puberty. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it it it's, does resolve. Like if anything, it's the only thing that resolves super cleanly. Like I would agree with weird. you that it's not 100% clear what the dad's um, goal is or what his timeline is. You know, like they're building toward this moment. Of I mean, Gaia. I guess he's keeping her around to try to sacrifice her. Well, and he's and but to like what end, right? Like he's I think facilitating this like Gaia's expansion and like, you know, cleansing of the earth or whatever. Like that's, I think where that, that that's what his like grand plan is plan was. And yeah, like how exactly she plugs into that. I mean, if it's just a sacrifice, fine. I also like, there's the whole like Abraham Isaac moment where it was not a hundred percent clear to me, like why he was going that through, like, or if that was, you know, truly well, he, like an Abraham thing. Like, well, he was and, gonna, I mean, they were gonna, he wanted her gone because she was corrupting the sort of vibe he had with his son. And then he was going to take Stefan and sacrifice him. And I just like, I, I just don't really, I guess her role there is confusing me, not just in her relation to Stefan and like the pseudo sexual mommy shit going on, but also like, why, why are you still here? Like, I, I like, I know you care about Stefan, but it's like her role there just, it just didn't feel fleshed out to me. Like Eric said, like, why, what, what <laughs> go back? Yeah. No, well, I mean, she had to be like, functionally, she had to stick around for there to be a plot. Like there had to be yeah, like, like, give you me know. more, like tell like, give me yeah. a more compelling reason for her to be there. Well, so she basically makes the decision to stay because she's going to yeah. try to get Stefan out. But then the question is like, why doesn't the father just kill her? If she's like, if she's not going to leave, if it's she's really so vital, way. if it's really vital for her to be there, why isn't he more like forcibly keeping her there? Like well, that's and, well that. And why is he, he, why is he sharing information with her? Right. Right. Well, yeah. I do think there's a moment where it's like, maybe she's going to become part of this with them. So they give her, there's this like ritual, but they, they still need somebody to sacrifice though. But so they put her through this ritual. This is basically like the beginning of the last act. I'd say is like when she has this ritual, she that's when she has like kind of the clearest vision, and she she sees the son with like the the arrow in his mouth, and she comes out of that, and the father says to her something like, "You saw it." Like basically, he was looking to her to confirm that he should be sacrificing Stefan. That was like the way I read that scene. So. I read the plot drop on uh, before I went back to watch the second half of this on uh, Wikipedia to get kind of a framework of what was going on there and what I'd missed. And they had mentioned, too, and I don't know that I caught it even in my second watch through. They mentioned that Stefan gives her the basically 
initiates yeah, the, that and it's not even the dad Buran that did it it was kind of but that's kind of like what i was saying too on why would he give her information if she's not part of their thing because instead of freaking out that his son let her in this sacred thing that him the two of them have been going through he was just like well he did it so what'd you see no and, well stefan gives her his protective mushroom but okay. then after that that's when the father's like all right like We'll put you they through do the, the ser- They do the ceremony. Oh, okay. Yeah. I missed that part. Yeah. And like, did the son not know what they were leading up to? Because then he would have known that she was going to be... And if she didn't show up, were they going to sacrifice him? Was he going to sacrifice him? I feel like she was the catalyst for a lot of action. Like, they like were just, just her showing going up, at infinitum until... Her showing up was a, <laughs> was a sign to put this into motion, basically. Well, I got yeah. a sense, too, that she was kind of putting them out of their mo- – putting dad out of his mojo, too. Like she found his notes in his journal where he is, you know, writing all this stuff down and whatnot. And he didn't freak out and he took it from her. But then as soon as she found that, he kind of started – it's kind of spurred him on and things started picking up from there on her becoming part of all this. So I wonder if that was just dad's way of like, well, she's here. She knows now. So let's take yeah, care of well- it this way. But she also makes the decision to start like confronting him and and she makes the decision she's gonna protect Stefan as opposed to be part of whatever this yeah, true. wacky trio is. And that then forces the father's hand, you know? Yeah. So we also haven't talked about when Stefan was like, Do you wanna see my tree mom? And we see like the mom is a tree with the wedding ring on her branch finger. And I was mm-hmm. like, um, and like I, I I get it in the sense like, yep. Mother Earth, we're all like connected, like Eric said, like got it. But I was like, that's it. Like, is she the one that we're sacrificing blood to as well? Yeah, like I think I think talking to Daddy. I think he meant that literally, like their mother, right? Like, no, no, it was the mom. It was the mom because she had the wedding ring on. Well, I it's funny because the first effect is actually kind of cool, where it's like you think you're looking in the forest, and then you see this like shape of like a leg, right? That kind of moves, right? And then going for this shot with a ring, and you're like. That's so fucking cheesy, dude. Like, did you really need the wedding ring around the tree branch? And it like grew around it. It's just like so funny. Well, like part of it is cool and kind of like we saw in the green night, like the like the earth breathing and like, oh, it's like her chest. That's her chest, like breathing right. up and down. Like some of those moments are really cool. But well, that's what I'm saying. I the first visual like a lot is of this cool. Was out consequence. But yeah, that also I, again, my interpretation, like that the mom isn't who the father is like praying to and like communicating with like, no, she's, she's, like she's a body become a like, part of the earth though. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, a, yeah. 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 Which was her decision. Like she was the one who right, wanted yeah. to go there to die. Yeah. Well, she wanted to go to that house and die. Right. Cause he said, that's where they spent their honeymoon. They had this little shack out in the forest. <laughs> I don't know. She was like necessarily where he was conceived and Stefan's chopping liver leg. The fuck. Thanks <laughs> yeah. dad. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, I mean like this concept of the, the mycorrhiza being older than humans. And like that's, it seemed to me that like the husband and the wife back when she was alive had kind of discovered that. And they're like, that's why she wanted to, it wasn't about necessarily going back to where the son was conceived. It was like, she wanted to be part of this thing that's older than humans. And that's then what it, you know, for the father, it becomes like a religious thing it does it it does get very it's his rant uh, it's his rant that's so on the nose 
Yes. But then the rant pulls in a lot of like what sounds to me like biblical verse. And I was like, wait, yeah. I thought we were dealing with something older than religion. Cause that part appeals to me like older than religion, this like divine feminine earth shit. Like let's go there. I really <laughs> like, like that. Yeah. But then it gets, I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, all of you will be purged from the earth. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. what? Well, that's, I mean, see, that's pretty standard uh, conspiracy theory. One-on-one though, they take bits and pieces from other things to make it yeah. fit there. But that's, <laughs> and that's the movie's problem though, is that it's like piecemeal. It's just like piecemeal putting this crap together from like environmental blogs or something. Well, I mean, look, like, like there is not a lot of consistency to the the like you know theory that this movie is putting forth. In, but in the reality, like so, like in the reality of this movie, a we don't like this could just be like some regular old tree. Like there's not any. I mean, other than the like creepy like fungus head people running around, there's not like I guess it like heals her faster. Like there's a little bit of like, but. It also, like, whether you want to, this is a half-hearted defense maybe, but, like, the dad is just crazy. It's not like he's, like, some super scientist. Right. Or any, I mean, he might have been, like, a scientist or he, like, knew a little bit. He's been living in the woods for 13 years. Like, right. he doesn't have, like, a lot of books. He's going to be saying weird <laughs> shit yeah. from the Bible, which is, like, the thing he can remember. You know what I mean? Like, dad so I did not, say he was some kind of plant scientist, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, sure, but. For 13 years, yeah. he's been out in the woods. It's not like he's, like, staying up with the, like, recent <laughs> recent <The> latest. <laughs> but that's another thing that kind of took me out of it because they've been there for 13 years. They do look like they've been in the woods for that long, like, the the, the characterization of them. Like, they looked like it. But it's like, we also have these candles. And it's like, where would you get this beeswax, friend? Like, they're like, and we have the, I like, what? Like, the costuming, yes. The design, yes. But there were little things, like, there's no way you're alive. I guess the magical sort of, like, healing mushroom like her foot was impaled and then she was like oh i have this little scar like mm-hmm. it, yeah. that i guess you know the, they didn't need antibiotics to survive you know, yeah, yeah. all these years in the woods dude but they I, are I so out of it. no they are so filthy like there's no way i'm sorry you scratch <laughs> I, so, you scr- i would go the other way they're they were like really filthy because they were covering themselves with mud but then they got pretty clean like when they wanted to yeah. clean up they were like they were like, obviously Where? bathed in somewhere but you were well, like they had the so bath. they showed the bath yeah they yeah they were bathing with that filthy tub of water in the middle of their house like <laughs> they are dead you scratch yourself water cleans water. the water man <laughs> <laughs> we use nature's herbs man on our wounds and it just cleans it's it natural you, know? you ever like hacky yeah. sack before that's pretty cool <laughs> mud opens your pores i don't know they're like i and we've talked about this before like with with foreign movies which like this is this is a foreign movie like there is just like a little bit. It's like they're just like off kilter enough from like U.S. stuff. Like that's the I, I just find it like interesting. You know, it's like there's a little extra something there. Yeah, um, it was cool to look at. Like I said, I really like body horror and the body horror here was done, I think, pretty cool. Like I haven't seen mushrooms sprouting from people while they're alive and dead. And, and in this way ever before. And I was like, that's pretty cool looking. Let yeah. it be known. If you want to win Kaylin over, <laughs> nail through the foot, boom. <laughs> I didn't even mention this. <laughs> that part wasn't my Oh, I know what she's talking about. That. She yeah. talked about blooms of fungus coming out their skin. That was pretty no, cool. I, yeah. Yeah. She picks yeah. it off, and I was like, gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will agree, though, like you were saying, John, this – I think this is story-wise definitely more co- more coherent than In the Earth was. But I think we had a little bit better plan idea of what Baran was doing and like when he was going out and communing with Gaia and whatnot. It was pretty clear they put together pretty good scenes to to show what he was doing, which is impressive. So than I, 
in the which is impressive because that movie makes no sense either. <laughs> Casey, there, there's no um, uh, fucking what are the lights called? The flashing lights? The uh, oh yeah, the strobe lights. Because that, I mean, well, both of these yeah. movies use the same kind of trope that Forget like is can I, it's not always lazy, but can a, using like hallucinogenic things it can be a a crutch because then you well, can just do weird crap and not feel like you don't have to explain it i feel like well, both of they, these movies do they that. both use the effect which i like for the record the like fast growing or decaying plant yeah. shots so it's like yeah. super time lapse sped up moss growing or something like that and i'm like huh yeah that is cool i mean like we do get movies where it's done not sort of as a plot device, but sort of as like a scene building, like in Midsummer, where they have the mushroom tea and they continue to like take those hallucinogens and like just in the background, like you can see Danny's flower crown breathing and like the little like little parts of it that make it disorienting enough to feel like, am I is this is what you know? It makes you feel a little confused. But here I, I'm just like. Okay, so she was tripping and then she woke up, but just kidding, it was part of the trip still, and now she's really woken up. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> There are a lot of dream sequences. I hadn't necessarily <laughs> yeah. thought of it, but like Eric's, Eric's complaint was it's, is valid. Every scene starts that way. Every <laughs> yeah. goddamn scene. Well, and listen to Caitlin it. talk about that stuff, too. They weren't super consistent on how Berand and Stefan were dealing with the spores and stuff, too. Early on, they made a big point to show them wearing leather masks and stuff, and they kept her face yeah. up. And then they showed, like, a shot of the spores floating through the air, and they're like, oh, they're making sure they don't breathe any spores. But then later, he's hanging out in front of the tree with his face damn near in it with no mask, and then they're eating mushrooms from the tree to heal themselves. It's like, okay, what's the point there? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the impression I got, if you did the little blood ritual at the tree and got the magic mushrooms that grew and you ate those, you didn't turn into a mushroom person, right? Yeah. 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 It's like a vending machine. You put your blood in and then you get a little thing in the hole of the tree. A little (laughs) magic magic mushrooms. mushrooms. (laughs) Love it. I Maybe that would have made this movie more more exciting if we found out that Brand and Stefan never did have any of this actual weird stuff happening. They were just tripping balls. Legit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Eric wanted more scenes of someone humping the, like a hole in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like really going to going town, really going to town <laughs> yeah. on the ground. Well, I was like, I don't know. I was just like, what is this supposed to represent? And then she looks over and like Adonis looking like, uh, <laughs> Stefan in her eyes just I was like what what is happening <laughs> he's too young stop yeah that's weird I did like the end I will say uh I liked the the end shot that leaves us kind of like oh no yeah, yeah I mean so well now I'm clamoring we, we for a it. sequel I can't wait to see what happens next <laughs> uh, I, I don't think we're getting a sequel Eric. Well, you don't think so right. yeah yeah that's well no I mean Baron's plan worked basically yeah, yeah. it's like yeah we're, so Stefan the, the film ends and I was like a little on the fence when it like didn't end you know and I was like huh but I ended up liking it so the the end of the movie is Stefan everyone else is dead <laughs> <laughs> just like we did that. And Stefan shows up in the city. Uh, he's like better dressed than I was expecting. You know, like he had somehow like acquired. Yeah. I got yeah, questions. Yeah. 
but he gets he get we just see him like kind of walking into the city and then he sits down eats like a sandwich at like a fast food vending situation <laughs> and the last shot is like him getting up walking away leaving his trash which i was like does he not know you're supposed to <laughs> throw that away <laughs> but your the, shit. the camera the like zooms in. i literally was like maybe in south, yeah, in south africa they don't throw their food away i guess <laughs> 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 but uh, they zoom in on his food and it starts growing the like you know fungus yeah. I like an ending like that no I was down for like, it the implications of the ending I thought that was cool because you're like oh shit it's going to spread that's definitely good but at the same time the nerd in me Stefan who's been they made a point throughout the movie that he's been out there in that forest for 13 years so he's obviously very young one how the hell do you know how to get to the city two where to get the clothes three how did he know how to hell to order for cheeseburger and french fries? And where did he get the money? <laughs> Hold on. He he could have been like 21 or 22 and like gone into the forest when he was like eight or nine. Like, it's not that crazy. I just but, yeah. he saw another woman in the city who would have been like. <laughs> he, was like <laughs> <laughs> he was like a full grown adult. Like, I mean, I understand he like, like his barely boyish boyish face but he was like six feet tall. yeah i didn't really he made a point of he looked at a picture of gabby in front of a jeep and he started freaking out about monsters because of the jeep he would have been terrified yeah walking in that's there. a really no, good point too. Fair. but i i mean unless he's just, i thought he was just freaking out because she was in like a unless he's just like no, she was a <laughs> fully possessed now or whatever but yeah that is that is a, actually a pretty funny point i didn't really read i mean like yeah he's childlike but he looks i mean i didn't really get that uncomfortable with the age thing it was more it was just like is this horny or not like i can't figure out what you're trying to tell me is this and i guess i guess maybe it's it both john it and i don't like that answer yeah. <laughs> it was messing with you I'm, I'm here for it i don't like <laughs> I, I know you are oh man i guess you know what it is <sighs> it's her what is it i guess it's her character like I get why he's all pent up and horny. I don't get yeah, why yeah. the movie's not like telling me enough about how she feels. And maybe magic dirt. It was Stockholm. Like she was doing the like, yeah. I'm going to buy that. Well, I think it was that plus she seemed into it. So at some like, points is what I'm saying. Yeah. But, well, but then I also agree. wanting to protect him. She's like, let's play animals. Don't you like my titties? And yeah. I'm like, a hundred percent. That's the, <laughs> that's why it's weird. Animals. I was like, what? Well, I figure dad's that was with all the wounds with this dirt, nasty ass fungus mud, and then they're probably feeding her fungus. Then she took the magic fungus. And, <laughs> She's well, listen, gonna get confused. It's not, but also it's not like he keeps getting increasingly weirder with it, and she's resistant. But then maybe she has a moment of weakness or something where she does sort of feel something. It's not. It's like every other scene, it changes. That's why it, I feel like it's a little like all over the place. Like Caitlin said, it's like we're learning letters, and then we're um, <laughs> then you're like uh, caressing the nape of my neck really weirdly for no reason. Was, yeah. Eric, love is it's a confusing topic. <laughs> it sounds like, you know. I don't think it should be that confusing. <laughs> I think you should know pretty well what you're feeling. Uh, yeah. Okay. I thought I did find some interesting trivia reading through on IMDb about this movie. And Eric, I was curious if, with your background, if you picked up on it, but they talk about how the director made a point to use like four different aspect ratios throughout the course of this movie. Interesting. I noticed like change at one point And I was, I was like, I didn't notice the on? aspect ratio. I did notice that they, in some of the, that one reel with the tree, uh, the tree lovemaking, 
that whole sequence looked like it was shot with a different frame rate. Like it actually reminded yeah. me of scenes in, if you remember Melancholia, they have the like super high speed camera scenes. It wasn't quite that extreme, but that's kind of what it re- reminded me of. Yeah. I mean, it says in here, he used like four different uh, ratios. It started out with 16 by nine and then went to a 1.55, then went to four, three towards the end. And then the epilogue in the end was like two to one. Mm-hmm. Because he was trying to go for more claustrophobicness as the movie went on, which I thought I think what I th- would say he actually did fairly effective. I thought it did feel fairly claustrophobic. I don't know if any if anybody mentioned it either, but like this movie also has what I think is like a kind of a scourge right now, which is anytime any of these like enviro horror movies, it's always like, hey, we saw Annihilation, that was cool, remember that, and we're gonna do this thing, like, <laughs> and they don't have the budget. That's the problem. Like they're they're trying to do that. I feel like with the like fungus taking over people effects, especially like when you see the guy, her like partner later on, um, you know, it's just like, they don't have the budget and I feel for that, but it just doesn't, doesn't live up. I like, I like that scene when they go to find Winston and he, and like Baron gives, <laughs> well, and Baron and, and she's like, no, we're going to, yes. and, and then Baron gives him the, uh, uh, arrow. arrow. He, hope he sticks it in his mouth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that <laughs> was pretty himself. intense. Yeah. yeah, that was, I, I, I was there for that one. Yeah, that was pretty good. Okay, so Eric, top ten list. Should we get that up or like? <laughs> no, I think we're good. Uh, still hold on to Psycho Gorman though. I I'm so, I would be. I would love to see this bump Psycho <laughs> I think it's. I think it's gonna hold. If I'm being honest. We got a couple weeks there. We got two, three weeks left. That's right. Yeah. All right, everyone. I think that's it for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Okay. Let's do it. Let's take a quick break and do... Oh, wait. Do you recommend this, Jeff? Yeah. Uh, did you say me? Yeah. Uh, yes, I'll say yes. Caitlin. I'll go no. Casey. I'll say yes, but prepare yourself for a slow movie. I'm a no. Life's too short. It's a pandemic. <laughs> Trump might run for president again. Don't waste your precious time on this <laughs> shit. The robots are uh, multiplying on their own. Like we don't mm-hmm. have much time. Gray goo yeah. is happening as we speak. Yeah, that's the real. <laughs> we have to start making some choices. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You get it. Thank you. All right, everyone. Let's do it. Let's take a break and do some fan mail. You can't achieve death. We won't know unless we try. On November fourth, the greatest horror classic of its time becomes the most chilling epic of our time. It's alive. Francis Ford Coppola presents a Kenneth Branagh film. Robert De Niro. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Rated R. Starts Friday, November 4th at a theater near you. This is Tom Savini, and you're listening to BloodyGoodHorror.com. Send feedback to info at BloodyGoodHorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more.
patreon.com slash bloodygoodhorror. John, did you get your Spotify wrapped? I haven't opened it yet. Got it. I haven't unwrapped it. <laughs> Kaylin, how about you? I did. No surprises. No what do, surprises. What do we got here? Uh, what are we looking at? Uh, dance pop was my my top genre, and then they said that my aesthetic or vibe was a blend of spooky and dancey, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I feel very represented. I like so, that. Yeah. I like that. You're like, Casey, you know me. My Spotify rap got hosed because Delaney, my daughter, oh. who's 21, has been in here hanging out on my computer live streaming at night on Twitch and stuff. And she won't, she refuses to switch Spotify to her profile. So my number one young uh, artist this year was Young Gravy. <laughs> I love who that. I've never heard of. <laughs> young I think that Gravy. was the, the rapper from old. I was, gonna, I was just going to say, is that like mid-sized sedan? <laughs> <laughs> young Gravy. I love I it. Indie rock, though, is a uh, my favorite genre, and I did have three "They Might Be Giants" songs show up on my top five songs for the year, which is legit. Love I it. I do love that. Love it. Yeah, I uh, I found out that I am in the top five percent of people on Spotify who listen to Bo Burnham's "Inside." Uh, I think it was point five percent. You said wasn't it? Point five. Yeah, the most. Yeah. Um, so you having a year, Eric. Pretty proud of that, I guess. Uh, yeah, my top five songs were like five song, four songs from that album, and one of my own songs, Caitlin. So <laughs> love it, um, love it. Yeah, and it was funny because I listened to him the most of anyone else. My like vibe for the year was whimsical, which I was like, that is not my vibe actually at all. <laughs> but I understand. How, is more what I, I understand why you might think that way. Um, yeah. Shout out to Mary and um, Rory who shared me that I hi-fi my band. John was on their raps for the year as most listened artists. Wow. I was going to say that's an incredible amount of uh, restraint that you only had one hi-fi song show up on your list. That's my favorite. And also like it's a whole thing. There's reasons, but it's, it is my, it is my favorite of the songs I've made and I like to listen to it. This whole thing of, I'm watching mine now, it takes forever. Like, it does. Just there's yeah. a lot. There's Show a lot of goddamn things. There's so a lot I don't of, have to like sit through the, a lot of stats this year. Eric, there was a lot of a uh, BGH plug it up dads from the crypt and people's uh, top podcast. Yeah, this we year did. Too, yeah. Which made me so happy. We did see top podcasts. That's really yeah. cool. I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify, so I never really think about it. I only listen on Spotify. Oh, <laughs> so interesting. My po- top podcast was the misfits that I never listened to. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, I guess this is, yeah, I, it would good. be, I guess, more convenient to just listen to them on Spotify. But I think I paid money for Pocket Cast, so I'm just like, no, this is how I listen. <laughs> they have a lot of options on there too that I like, and they have a way that I don't know if Spotify does, but I can load in my own files, which I never mm. do, but I could if I wanted to. Mm. So, well, for a while, last podcast on the left was Spotify exclusive, but now they're going well, broad going again. Out. So, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, um, John, you're aware of podcast happenings. I do. He's in the I business. Try to, I try to stay on top of these things. Um, he writes he, for the magazine. That's true. Our agent, my company's <laughs> agent, is actually the same agent as last podcast on the left. So, are you fucking kidding me? I'm gonna die. I, mean, I love that. He, uh, there's only like three agents. So, <laughs> what's his number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good times. 
Um, my so my mood, my aura was hype and spooky. Spooky hype, I like it. I had hey. hype and something else. I didn't. John, you know, didn't fit. My number one genre, Outlaw Country. Not surprising that I did, did. That was a big one for me this year. My number one playlist, Disney Princess. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it all it all comes together. Hype, spooky, outlaw country, Disney princess. I've had years. Yeah. I've had years where it was like the Wiggles, which thankfully that doesn't really happen anymore. But John, you know, John, you know what band you could describe as both hype and spooky? Hi-Fi. Yeah, I, I like that you're calling it a band. Is that the appropriate? I do Isn't it like more like your musical project, alter ego, or something? yeah, like, sure. I don't know. Artiste. Hey, there's it's at least three like you're making it seem like there's more than one person <laughs> involved. Like, Maybe I have multiple personalities, John. Yeah. Well, hey, he may have to put together a stage band someday to tour, so um, you never know. I think Tim Elizabeth and, provided some Gaia. vocals. I mean, that's true. That's true. There are sometimes vocals. I'd still call it a duo. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> We're like, uh, you ever heard of Chumba Wumba, John? You know how they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> is there only two of them? There's no, they're like a, no, they're, they're like a collective. Yeah, yeah, it's I, like just hippies coming in and out well, talking about Gaia and fungus yeah. and shit. The Mountain Goats is just John Darnell. I mean, and like rotating others. But. Dude, you know what's so funny about the Mountain Goats? It's funny you bring that up. Spotify is convinced that I'm like their number one fan. You know how when you listen to a band a lot on Spotify, it's like, thanks for supporting the Mountain Goats. They're giving you this gift. And it's like an early chance to buy tickets or like vinyl yeah. or something. <laughs> I listened to this fucking I band. That. I listened to this band one time and no, no like beef. I just don't like it. And like there, I get these emails all the time. It sucks. I've listened I to a ton of it, but it's like the same two songs. Yeah. It's great, especially on Twitter. Very funny. So I don't know what the deal is with the mountain goats, but they think I love He's them. even written some spookyish novels. Nice. He's a very prolific writer. Big fan. Oh, fan of the show john what, if you're out there i wonder what it's like to be, eric can't stand touch. i wonder what it's like to be prolific that sounds cool um uh john bgh news i can say this with confidence now because i've already done it that mm. the classics feed the drip exactly. feed the drip feed of classics begins serving this monday now i also realized i must have been screwing people up all month long because, um, which month? Are all you month, to? all month. You know, all the month of November, I've been saying oh. <laughs> Monday, December first. This thing launches, John. Um, December first was yesterday, which was a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. yes. So I, I feel like I'm screwed. If anybody missed an appointment or anything because of me saying this date over and over, <laughs> I apologize. They're it is setting their clocks to BG. <laughs> <laughs> it is Monday the sixth. Monday the sixth, John. Yeah. is when this launches. If you're already uh, um, subscribed to the Classics feed, that's where you're going to get it. Um, if not, you can just log into your Patreon and grab that uh, the audio feed from there. Um, but it's like, if you are not in one of the higher tiers where you get all the shows and you can just go pick what you want, this is like a drip feed, I would describe it, John. It's like a, a random... Well, not... It, it's always going to... The goal is to have it be from a very... Almost the same time of year from a different random year. And so for the first month, that's what I have set up so far. So travel back in time with BGH. That's right. It's pretty I actually, wild. Uh, I was organizing some stuff on my old computer the other day and I had, you know, downloaded a bunch of the back episodes and it started like I played one and it was like, let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> and I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> sentimental. Oh, God. I mean, it's wild to hear all of us with so much energy, John, like so full of mm -hmm. vigor. 
Yeah. I'm just we've like, thought about things. Yeah. I'm just like hearing from just people like, like Caitlin who came to the family later and talking about nostalgia, listening to some of the, those old episodes. Because John and Eric and I, they talked about episodes before like 100. We're like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I was a lot angrier. If people like it when I'm angry, it was angry all the time. Well, I, which we now, John, earlier, which now makes a lot more sense to me. But we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. When you were talking earlier about, you know, sometimes you're just in a bad mood. You got to own it. I was like, this is growth. This is I'm Eric. saying like, you're, yeah, he's growing in front of our eyes. Yeah. So I really am, John. Yeah. 2021 was a big year for me. Sure. <laughs> and all of us. I mean, yeah, if you survived it, I guess. It's true. Congrats. We're making this year end thing at work. And I'm like, wow, it was a real dog shit year, huh? <laughs> real bad. Coming back around with What will next year hold? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so um, check that feed out. I'm pretty excited about digging into some of those. They've they been fun to listen to. Um, John, the only email we have this week, you forwarded to me from the BGH account. Uh, there was a follow-up too. I'll, I'll pull it up while you're... Yeah. Go ahead. Hey, everyone. It's your old pal, Al Licks Jones. That's two words, Al Licks. I have been banned from Twitter, and I have no idea why. I can't even make a new account with a different email address. Clearly, I am a danger to everyone around me. From here on out, I will have to use email or Instagram to communicate with you wonderful folks. Just letting you know, keep on keeping on. Definitely not Alex Jones. Where is it? And then I, what, what's John wrote him back to like, Ian, right? John forwarded it to all of us. And we were all laughing about it. And then he wrote him back like, I don't even want to know what you did. I love him so what much. Did I say? Yeah. Oh, and so he responds and he says, I think I may have called Trump a cultist state senator, a, a Trump cultist state senator, a scumbag. That's about all recently. Because <laughs> wow. I was asking him why he got kicked off Twitter. Uh, so, yeah. He oh. said, I'm, I had submitted an SBGH before this. Not sure if Casey will be able to read it now, though. <laughs> Probably not. Oh, man. Not if they delete I look forward to them every week, truly. They make me laugh every time. Not if they delete it's your account, bro. I'm glad he did an email in the Alex Jones. We're glad you did email because we were worried about you. Yeah. It's been a couple of weeks since we heard. From yeah. We actually, there, somebody had brought it up. Like we were wondering what was up. Yeah. What was up with them. So it's always nice to hear. It's like back in the day, speaking of nostalgia, when once every six months, we T dog would go to the library and be like, Hey guys, I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah. I remember T dog. I wonder where that, that guy is. Great. Who can say? Could you even guess, John? Like, just think about it. Like, where's, where's T dog? Didn't he tell us where he was at one point? I don't know. Yeah, 20 years ago. <laughs> like, a lot of life has happened since then, John. Yeah. You could be anywhere. I've lived in eight I places since we there. started this show. I assume he's out there thriving. That's how I choose to live, Eric. So. You would assume. Yeah. dog You would assume. He's that, running. John. <laughs> he had a strong head on his shoulders. I got confidence in him. Yeah. Um, Casey, is there anything on Twitter tonight? Let's take a look. Uh, no, there is not. <laughs> Tweets, tweets. I did get a spam tweet from Crypto V. Nice. They want me to buy some Shiba. Yeah. Uh, Did did you you remember? Did you remember to do Instagram, Eric? I did. A day late, but I did it. And I actually posted again today because we hadn't gotten that much. It's the holidays, John. You know, people are out and about. Go to spooky Christmas horror movie. Oh. So, guys, I have an exciting story. I don't think I t- – did I – maybe I texted you all about this. We showed my kids Home Alone for the first time. Oh, was it? that's scary, right? First of all, 
kind of scary. They're trying to like murder I, I, this kid. I'm yeah. going to text you these pictures while we're, while we're, you know, finishing the show because like it was incredible. So my, and I've talked about it, my kids get scared at like fucking nothing. Like <laughs> literally it's not like anything for them. So like home alone one, the scary part is like the neighbor who's like the shoveling driveway guy. Um, he's not that scary, but you know, and then there are like, yeah, they're trying to kill the kid. Like they're trying, you know, the last 30 minutes of this movie, I legit thought my, both of my my two older kids, the third one was watching, but she's she's three. Like she's still not quite locked in. I thought they were gonna hurt themselves. They were <laughs> laughing so hard and oh, like laugh. thrashing, thrashing around. Like when they're getting like laughing. when they're like hurting like, themselves. Oh, any like <laughs> those paint cans coming like on the like, swing and hitting them in the face. Holy shit. And knocking like, their like, teeth out. Yeah. Classic. Dude, like Literally, my son, he's sitting on the floor, throwing <laughs> himself backwards onto the ground, just like launching. Oh, my God. I, love that. I got great picks because I was like, guys, this is so killer. So then the next day, that that was like whatever, Friday night. This was over like Thanksgiving long weekend. Saturday, we're like, guys, you know, there's a Home Alone 2, and it's called Lost in New York. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dude. And like it's not as good, and like you'd seen it before. <laughs> no, it's pretty well, good. It's I, my personal opinion, Home Alone One, much, much. Pigeon. Tighter. It's all about but, Pigeon Lady. But the 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 traps at the end still slay. Like Real lose, they, were, they lost none of the impact. I so. like that they've become the sticky bandits in the second one. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the wet bandits. Yeah. <laughs> Did you um, see? There's a new one on uh, Disney Plus, John. Well, that's so. Like, I had seen that, and I was like, "All right, let's let's go back." Is it good? Like, has anyone I seen have no it? Idea. There's also a third one. Well, the third. No one's watching the third one. The third one. <laughs> I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet. There is a third one. Yeah, I saw a tweet earlier this year that Macaulay Culkin is forty. Turned forty this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on well, American Horror Story this year. Did a great job. That's weird. Kieran. Kieran is thirty nine. Or easier thirty eight or thirty nine. I because I, I heard an interview with him, um, and they actually brought up Home Alone in the interview because he's in it. He's he's Fuller, I think is his name. He's like the one who pisses the bed because they Fuller. give him yeah. soda for dinner. So oh my god, I love that they're just, just no one's of, concerned that kid's gonna piss the bed. They don't care. They just don't. Speaking care. of the Culkins, did you guys see uh, when Kieran and Culkin hosted SNL this season? No. At the beginning mm-hmm. of the season, that was funny because he was talking about in his monologue how when he came to the show when Macaulay Culkin hosted it back in the Home Alone era, and the one thing he wanted was at the uh, end for somebody to pick him up from the cast and hold him up on the stage just so he could like give a thumbs up, <laughs> and they showed that in the clip from like 30 yeah. years ago, and he actually got the modern cast to come pick up Kieran Culkin so he can get <laughs> I did not see that. It's funny, John, because I'm very much in that mode right now where like my five-year-old is getting so, she's so curious about scary stuff because she's just like dialed in now that that's like my thing. And like she she did end up, we she watched, um, when I had her on her own, she watched <laughs> all of Monster House and was totally fine. And then, so, but I have this Labyrinth poster here and they were here and like, a million questions. First of all, a million questions about David Bowie. David Bowie raises in that movie raises a lot of questions for kids. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. is this a lady? Yeah. Is this a good person? Is this a bad person? Like, what's going on? So I'm explaining all yeah. that. And then like Jennifer Connelly's in the like glass ball in his hand. And she's like, why is she in the glass ball? Is she like a bad guy? And I'm like, no, like she's not. Like, she got put in there by the... But I like had this moment where I'm like, well, it is a kid's movie. And then I was like, dude, they are not ready for that shit. Just nah, the goblins, <laughs> just the goblins in the mirror in the beginning of that movie will mess you up for life. Straight up. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. But I can't wait. I'm Try ready. Home Alone. How does she do with people getting hit in the groin? I think they would think that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Slipping, falling on But the back. problem, though, is like, what but what you're saying, like, 70% of that movie is two pretty scary looking adults trying to, like, murder a child. I mean, yeah. hold on. First Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci and uh, what's, <laughs> They're what's kids. the other guy's name? Daniel uh, Stern. Daniel Stern, yeah. Not scary. I mean, they were they were well cast. Daniel Stern. If you watch good, if you should have Goodfellas before Home Alone, you'd think Joe Pesci's pretty scary. Just show her Goodfellas instead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, back to the question: favorite Christmas horror movie? I'm pretty basic. It's Black Christmas for me. I would say, but I really like The Shining this time of year, just because of the snow and all that. Yeah, Shining's good one. I'm on a Tony Collette kick, so I'll go Krampus. Krampus. Yeah, I've, only, I've never gone back to it, but that would be a good holiday. Oh, so good. You have Got the, it on DVD. The picture up on your yeah. background I right do. now. I do, I do, yeah, because I didn't want to put Gaia behind me. Yeah, Krampus <laughs> is definitely a recent addition to us. The uh, It's not together anymore. We have to get a new one, but Colleen even went and made, like, a Christmas decoration for the yard, a Krampus Christmas decoration for the yard after seeing that the first time. That's really cute. Caitlin, what about you? Krampus? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty I like I've been I've seen because Shutter TV was playing like on a loop this year I've seen Terror Train like a million times lately and it's set on New Year's Eve so that's yeah that's really cool. they're having their college graduation party on New Year's Eve John because that's when you graduate college hey fall semester yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I guess that's true if you graduated you're a super senior um, <laughs> yeah. you get a winter grad that's a good question um let's see what else we got here with rumors of Malignant 2 in the works, what would you want to see in a sequel? No. I, someone did, I think it was my wife or one of my friends sent me your response here. <laughs> like, I got like a, a picture. What was my response, it. John? It said the end credits. <laughs> 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 uh, I would watch a sequel, I think. As much as I've like ripped on that movie. Like, I would like to see nice. a lot. I would still okay. watch it. We used to bring this movie up all the time. Do you remember the movie Ski School, John? The 80s movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's the guy, the two-faced guy with the two heads on either side, and he would just like flip his head and talk in the voice. That's what I want to see. I want to see like just they're constantly pulling each other back and forth in real time. Like malignant of is who's like in a control. instructor at a ski school, you know. Maybe they're skiing. <laughs> yeah, I could I could get down with that. His name is Gabriel. <laughs> make it a Christmas make it a Christmas movie. Two birds. Really good at skiing. I mean, like <laughs> backwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and like doing ninja tricks on the skiing. Yeah, backwards the ninja skiing tricks. Yes, that's what we want to see. Yeah. Um, Brian gave me a recommendation. It's it's a giallo film, I guess, called Who Slew Auntie Rue, which is a seventies like Christmas set giallo movie, which I'd never heard of. Okay. <laughs> Uh, here's one for consideration. Would you consider Inside one of the great Christmas horror movies? Is it set during Christmas? I didn't even. I had the same response, which means like it, I probably not because it didn't stick with me that it was Christmassy. But yeah, I don't think I've rewatched that since we watched it at Horror Hound either. Casey, if you had, I'd be surprised. You were. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was pretty bothered by that one. This um, is a this is a good one. Best nature attacks movie. Well, do do you get it? Like, do any of the animal movies like does a crawl count in this scenario, yeah, or is yeah, that yeah, like, like a killer killer genre? animal? Yeah, no, monster yeah. movies like nature monster movies. Well, but like <laughs> something like something like uh, the day. Uh, what was that movie where everything froze and they were running from like ice tornadoes? Day after tomorrow. 
Yes, day after tomorrow. That too, right? Environmental I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll allow it. I would say Annihilation, honestly. But I do think like creature features would be. Yeah, it's like a little alien-ish. There's, but it's nature. It's it's been an extraterrestrial. Nature has been enabled action. by the aliens to run amok. Okay. Legend of Bogey Creek. hairs. That solves it. Um, Legend of Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. That's a good one. I don't know, guys. We're playing real loose with the the question. That's my world, Legend John. of Bogey Creek Two works. It's Bigfoot. He's John, natural. This is the one place where I get to make the rules, and I'm gonna. Yeah. Do yeah. It. <laughs> Uh, okay. Are there any Hanukkah horror films? I feel like it should be a thing. I remember getting a screener like 20 years ago in the proto BGH days for a movie called the Hebrew hammer (laughs) starring Adam Goldberg. I don't think it was a horror movie though, right? It was more like he was like an invest, like a tough investigator guy or something, or like a dirty Harry kind of character. It was like a satire of a, of a private investigator or something like that. Sounds like a wrestler. But at the same time, now in the Criswell household, every time Adam Driver or Adam Goldberg shows up, he is always the Hebrew hammer. Um, John, when does everyone usually watch the movie? Do you watch the day of? No, Eric's the only one who does that. I don't. Okay. <laughs> we record on Thursday this week and I was like, oh yeah, man, I'm going to get it done before the day. And nope. And then life conspired against me. Yeah. I, <laughs> It depends. If I'm really psyched about the movie, chances are I'm going to watch it days ahead. If I'm not, I'm going to procrastinate until the last minute. I as, almost as always watch it one of the weekend nights, Saturday or Sunday night. Uh, yeah, I got better shit for you on my weekends, Sean. I usually try to watch it on like a Monday do night you, Eric? for the show. Do you? I do. I do, actually, yeah. <laughs> the exception being like, uh, you know, Halloween Kills. I watched that the night it came out on Friday because I wanted to see it yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah, most stuff I watch a couple days before. Today, I think we started the email for Gaia today, though. (laughs) So what's up, Gaia? I even sent a text on Monday night after Eric said he was starting the movie. And I was like, hey, we should start recording on Thursday more. We're all actually watching this early. Well, the problem I can't, the reason I can't do that is because now when we finish here, you guys are all going to go do stuff. I'm going to go edit the show because it's got to go up tomorrow morning. So Thursday is kind of a bummer. Um, you know what I'm going to do, Eric? I'm going to go edit, plug it up. <laughs> oh, it sucks. I'm too tired and I'm hungry and I'm cranky and I need a nap. <laughs> I'm going to go watch TV. Someone door dash this man. A, well, not a pizza. He's gluten free. Someone door dash <laughs> this man a chicken breast. Uh, I actually, I, I did. Get, sandwich, I did order out. I indulged last night. I did order out. Um, final question, John. This is a real mm. existential question. What is scarier? <clears throat> Space or Earth's oceans? Mm, oceans. Mm. But they're pretty scary. I would say space. space because I find the unknowable concept of infinity to be, uh, you know, go- the fact that it goes on forever and is unknowable to be a lot scarier than the ocean. Even though I <sighs> do I find the have... ocean fascinating and scary, if that's yeah. my option, I'm going space. I think the fact that the ocean's here on Earth with us and they're still finding shit that we don't know what it is it's in there, cool. that makes it pretty scary for it, me. I do, like I said, I do think it's scary, but it's fucking space. Well, space. Yeah, this, this the, scariest, the scariest thing about space is the whole kind of like, uh, I, there's definitely a better name, but like the Fermi paradox problem where like, so basically we haven't found, like there's infinite Earths out there, right? Or, or like some astronomically large number of like potentially habitable planets, but like we haven't heard from any other 
intelligent life. So like you either have to assume that it's not out there or if it is, it died off. And like, like it, it's all like bad for humans. Like there's right. like very yeah. few ways to like resolve that. That doesn't end with like humanity not existing anymore. On some oh, you go the cosmic falling. Like where we're we're you go the cosmic yeah. horror route, and there's shit that we don't even have a concept for. How about this, John? <laughs> it's coming. Here's my answer: the oceans on Europa. Those sound scary to me. Oh yeah, like that movie that never we never released our Wasn't episode on. Wasn't that the on. episode Shelton killed the Europa Report? Yeah, that was the long, <laughs> the long lost episode. But the last ninety seconds of that movie, the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> Eric, I did check. Sorry. I checked during the show. By the way, I did not see that other movie. They remained because you were talking about it as it related. It's to good. This movie. It's really good. Yeah, I, I was like, like, I don't remember that at all. And then I, I was not on the show. I, remember, I wasn't on that episode. I so. remember liking that one a lot. If you can track it down, it's good. It's, it's, I think a, a level of fart smelly that I think you'll enjoy. Mm. If you like oh, this yeah. one, I think it's a good one. There you go. Okay. So we are just to give people a, a little insight here into what's going on in the BGH offices. We keep debating every week if there's like more stuff that we got to fit in before the end of the year. And then I'm like all cranky and I'm like, let's watch Monster Hunter. And then John's like, no, in January we can watch Monster yeah. Hunter. And I'm like, yeah, I, Listen, it's a very I'm, reasonable position. I'm holding you to that. Yeah. But then we're like, we got to get stuff in before the end of the year and we watch this trash bag. So, like, <laughs> I bet this will make some. There was decent lists. buzz about this trash bag. We're going to. So, look, we've got the list now of like, we're, we're pretty close to our draft ballot. Let's just like run through it over the next two days and pull out anything else. There, there's definitely a handful of things that we missed and or should see. Fine. So, Antlers is the one we're Antlers. trying to get to I'm, if we can get it before. But Antlers. it's not out there. Yet. I would I'd still like to see a lamb. And the, I, our buddy, that baseball Joe on Twitter has been uh, campaigning for the deep house. And I'm really intrigued now. I kind of I'm, I'm down for both of those, just to be clear. So I have never heard of deep house. Yes, I have because I thought it was. I a sent horse you the trailer. Yes. Yep, you're right. I thought it was a deep, horse. Deep, <laughs> deep horse. <laughs> nice. I like it. It's a BoJack spinoff. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll figure it out next week then. Cool. Okay. I'm too tired to even end the show, John. <laughs> Man, hope you guys are getting your Christmas shopping done, staying safe out there, getting those booster shots, John. I'm boosted. Oh, hey. next Friday, baby. next Friday. I waited a little too long. I did thankfully get my appointment made before everybody started freaking the F out about the new variant. So I'm not like, well, and I have appointments for my kids to get their second shot. That was the one I was getting worried about, but nice happens on Monday. All right. Stay. I, what? What were you going to say? <laughs> I got my booster in July. I'm scared. I got it too early. I uh, just get another one. And listen, I'm here to downplay um, yeah, my cards. Omicron, so, <laughs> Yeah, it's, I asked them. I'm like, what happens with the card now? And they're like, well, well, my guy like messed it up. He was like, I went into your fourth line. Um, we'll just get you another one if we need to. I was like, uh, page two, let's go. <laughs> I got a, I got a busy week next week, John. I'm getting my booster, and I'm also getting approved. I'm getting a, a TSA pre-check. Oh, Ooh, nice. You've been telling me to do it for years. Well, I I've clear now, which I don't. I haven't used it in fucking forever. What is that? But clear like is like above well you gotta like it's like more expensive but, but like you, you can expense it for work if you travel a lot and what like, do you what is the difference 
it's like there's legit no line. Like you the can problem- drive like a bomb on the plane, and you can <laughs> yeah. you can drive the plane. Ooh, I wonder yeah. if okay, maybe I'll ask about it while I'm there. Just to inquire. They have clear. You can do it. Like you don't even need to go to the airport. Um, but they have it in like uh, stadiums and stuff now too. Like a oh. lot of like sports. Well, so venues. what I have to do is you pay a fee, you fill out the thing, it does a background check, and then I have to go into like a center. Like I got to go to a yeah, Staples because yeah. they have like a thing there, I guess. And then to get like- Oh, I had to go to the airport. To show right? them my documents. It's like it's like a mile from work. So To verify that you're a white guy. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I don't know. But I have to like show them like documents in person and then they- I'm I think they let white women get it too, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We don't need, it. We don't need to get too- well, We don't here. travel enough for the uh, TSA pre-check yet, but we are getting the real ID. I need to get my real ID and I keep being like, well, if I don't get it, maybe I won't have to travel for work. <laughs> Wait, well, I don't even know what is real ID. I've never heard of it. It's a it's- new license and like you won't be able to fly if you don't have an updated one unless so, you use your passport, but they keep pushing the date back. Right. It was of- supposed to happen yeah, it's like in 2020 now. By in 2020, it was supposed to be required for anybody to get on a flight in the U.S. and they had to push it off because you couldn't get it to a DMV because everything yeah. was closed. It was supposed to be October 2020 if you didn't have the little star on your license. And some you states had to show up with a passport. Some states were initially trying to before the pandemic were going to have like, of course, it's always the blue state. Like they were the blue states were going to have like, in Massachusetts it was going to be 2021, but then it's all been pushed off. So it's. You don't have yeah, to worry about it like for 20, now. It's now. like, you know, when they come out with a new $100 bill, it's like, you can't counterfeit this. It's just like extra levels of, you know, security or yeah. whatever. So. But the real idea is you just provide more documentation as to who you are to get it. Joke's on you. I'll drive. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, I don't know where the how I started that, but that's it. That's it, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show on Gaia and... Uh, We'll talk to you next week. Say it, say it with more disdain. <laughs> that was very Shit's Creek. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>